Hello and welcome back to Your Best Life, a podcast about all things that I can find out there to help you live your best life and find your true purpose and meaning and help you just become the fullest and best version of you that is available. I am Jennifer Haley. I am a psychiatrist. I work uh, primarily right now, or not primarily, only right now, for a company called Doctor on Demand, and I do outpatient type medicine virtually through that. I also am a certified personal trainer and a hypnotherapist and a Reiki master and soon to be a body talk practitioner and someone who is just out there trying to find the best version of myself. So today I want to talk a little bit about body talk in a way and I have not ever actually directly gone for it and talked about body talk. Body talk system was created by a man named John Beltime in conjunction with many other people who are very, very intelligent and very, very educated and just completely amazing humans. And the story about how it kind of came to be is a very interesting one. I don't know all the details and nuances, I won't lie, but, um, Dr. Veltheim is a Chinese medicine doctor and does a lot, did a lot of acupuncture and learned a lot about that and a lot of other things. There is a very heavy influence of Chinese medicine in body talk. You can see it in their techniques and their just way of thinking about the body. And it, you know, it's very interesting. I, I'm someone who has woken up pretty consistently throughout my life between about 1 a.m. and 3 a.m., sometimes for a lot of time, and sometimes I will fall back asleep, but that's consistently my time I wake up, and when I started learning a little bit more about Chinese medicine, I learned that they have a clock, and this clock has different two-hour blocks are associated with different organs, and different organs are associated with emotions and different elements. And interestingly, the 1 to 3 a.m. time period is considered liver time, which is associated with repressed anger, or anger, I should say in general. Now, anger is great in Chinese medicine if it is moving, but if it is stagnant, it is not so great. And the kind of belief is that if your liver chi is stagnant, then you are having problems with anger and probably waking up between 1 and 3 a.m. And it's just kind of one of those things where you're like, wow, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. (laughs) So Chinese medicine is fascinating. I am a huge fan. I personally have an acupuncturist. Her name is Dawn. She's amazing. She puts all these little fun ear seeds on my ears. And I go to her fairly regularly to help kind of balance my chi and balance my everything. And I'm a huge fan. So Body Talk was very adapt it was easily adapted for me partially because of that and also my longtime mentor Bill Bauman who is now retired and God bless him and wish him well wherever he's at out there he also kind of really did things very very similarly to the body talk crowd he did not do tapping which is part of body talk they tap on what they call the heart brain the head brain and the gut brain which is very interesting. There's a great YouTube video that Dr. Veltheim did. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, he is from Australia, so he does have a bit of an accent, but it's very soft and he's very easy to understand. And he talks about kind of the theory behind some of this and 
how it disrupts our nervous system when we tap, disrupts the electrical field um, around it, I should say. And that just kind of helps integrate some of the concepts and changes how our brain associates. Uh, It is considered consciousness-based medicine, which is beyond energy medicine. And the practitioner, when we do body talk, sets up a communication system through your body. We call it muscle checking, different than muscle testing. Muscle testing is a pretty common thing out there. It's also sometimes called kinesthetic muscle testing or kinesiology, and that's where Sometimes they'll have you hold a substance and see if that's good for you. If your body holds strong, it is. If your body does not hold strong, it is not good for you. And that's um, usually they use the arm and they kind of put pressure on the arm. And if you're able to stay steady and strong, then that's good. And if you are not, then that gives you the information that whatever is being tested is not true or not in your best interest. The thing about muscle testing is it's, first of all, extremely manipulate, easy to be manipulated by the testee. And second of all, it is for in the moment. So my body is going to change literally in the next second. And as I mentioned a few weeks ago, after taking my body talk access class from Miriam, who's amazing, who I also, her name is Miriam Baker. She is just an amazing woman. Um, she lives in Encinitas, California, and teaches yoga and is just just a neat lady. She's from Brazil. Um, her married name is Baker. I don't recall. Machado, maybe. Um, but anyway, she's a lovely woman. And she was talking about these studies that they've done. It, I believe it was UCLA. It was definitely in Southern California, where when the patients or subjects changed their posture, their whole hormone profile changed, depending on if they were in a withdrawn posture versus what we would call kind of a power pose. And the power pose hormones were great and, you know, what we like to see. And these poses were done like two minutes apart or less, and or maybe five at the absolute most. And it was just, I wish I recalled every detail of the study, but I do not. But the point is, there are significant changes and shifts that kind of occur extremely rapidly in our body. And so muscle checking is a little bit different than muscle testing because muscle testing is only in the moment. We're usually looking for a yes or a no. In body talk, we look for priorities from the body. So doing an agenda session is a rare thing. It's not that rare, but we don't usually go into looking for what the patient's priority or the the client or the the person on the table or the subject um, who is asking for assistance, guidance, facilitation to get to their better self. It is more for the (coughs) practitioner to establish what the body is wanting. So this is driven by your body. This is driven by your consciousness. It is not driven by your own ideas or your brain or the practitioner's own ideas or agenda or their brain. This very different, very interesting type of way to do things. And I really like it because I think a lot of us get very stuck in this is what I want. This is what I want. Well, I I can tell you right now, there are a lot of things I want, Um, but it's not always that simple. And that isn't necessarily the fastest way to get where I want. I have said recently, and I'm going to say it again today, a friend of mine um, 
had read a meme somewhere that she passed to me that said the work is the shortcut. So we have to do the work. We have to step through the hoops. And that really is the fastest way to getting ourselves better. But sometimes our idea of what that looks like and our idea of what we want or need is not really in our highest best good. So asking the body what it wants is a better way to do it. So body talk has a several courses, I mean, many courses. I couldn't believe how many courses. And it starts out, for me, I'm at the fundamentals level and I'm going next month, literally a month from today, we'll be in Tulum, Mexico, hopefully in the process of getting certified. Now I have a lot of work back to that to do to get there. And I was doing some this morning, decided to take a break and record my podcast before I'm off to the gym to work out and get my muscles built by my fabulous trainer, Matt Miller. So body talk is, again, a consciousness-based medicine system, but there are also parts of it that are set up. They have courses that are set up to help the practitioner just deepen their spiritual life, their relationship with the divine, their creator, God, whatever you want to call that bigger, higher energy (laughs) that we all live through, source energy, we're all connected to. And I went to one of them this weekend, which is called Free Fall. And Free Fall is all about owning your sexuality, owning yourself and your exploring your sexuality and your sensuality and, and a lot of things that are kind of usually in our society a little bit scary for people. And it was absolutely one of the most amazing experiences of my life. And it's not something that we are encouraged at all to talk about for a lot of reasons. One, it's sexuality, and that's a very private thing to people. So confidentiality is pretty key in all of this. But the transformative experience of sitting with yourself and looking at your beliefs about yourself, are they true? Are they not true? Where did this come from? Does this serve me? Is it time to move it out of my life? Is just a powerful experience. And to look at your body and really look at your body and and realize the things that it is able to do And not just, wow, it's really great that I have arms and legs. Yes, it is. It's really great. And if you don't have arms and legs, it doesn't mean it's not really great. But for those of us who do have arms and legs, I I think most of us would say if we really sit and think about it, we're pretty grateful. It makes our lives considerably easier. and We can move fairly freely even if we have pain or other things going on. But the connection that you have when you give gratitude to yourself and your body and your sexuality, which is this creative energy that we are all born from, is just an experience that there it's beyond words. So, you know, this podcast had a lot of thoughts. I mean, I did want to talk about body talk, but one of the main concepts that came up in this free fall that I really wanted to discuss today was, well, there were two. One was practice and what that really means. And one was consent. And as I was going into this just now, I think practice is something that we should definitely address maybe in the next session, because practice can mean a lot of things in a lot of different contexts, but today to talk about consent. You know, consent is actually a much more complex thing than people realize. 
it is not just, yes, you may touch me. Would you mind if I touch you on the shoulder? Would you mind if I touched you on the inner thigh? There's a big difference there, correct? Think about that. And who was asking this? And what if someone does it without asking permission? For many years, I worked at um, Camp Pendleton, and there was one specific woman that I worked with there when I first started. And the first day, she touched me on the shoulder and kind of put her arm around me. And I'm like, I don't know you. I don't even know your name. And I remember at the time I was just startled. I mean, I had just moved and I was in a very different place in life and a lot was going on. But I was so taken back that someone was that forward. And it was a woman, but it was very uncomfortable for me. And she did it again. And then within a week, I said, please don't touch me. I don't like that. It took me a week to tell this woman how uncomfortable I was. And she was unbelievably offended by this. Which, I'm like, how do you not, and there were cultural issues, and there were lots of things going on here. But the things that were brought up this weekend by Miriam, you know, when someone says, please don't do that, whether it's touching, whether it's an invasive conversation, whether it's offering you food or beverages that you don't want, whether it's, Something, anything that could be unwelcome. And, and that literally can be anything. If they say, please don't do that. Maybe the new, next time the response would be, you know what? Thank you for taking care of yourself. Please just give me a little space here is basically what you're saying. Or, oh, that is not comfortable for me. Thank you for taking care of yourself. But that requires that that person asks. So for me to have someone say, you know, do you mind if I touch you on the shoulder? At this point in my life, depending on how it, who it is, I'm probably going to like, yeah, sure, that's fine. Sometimes I don't have an opinion about it one way or another. Sometimes I really just don't want anybody touching me. And we could get into how energy is exchanged and how that affects us. And it can be a very welcome, positive, comfortable, beautiful thing. And it can be a very unwelcome, excuse me, very uncomfortable, very offensive thing. But the the important point here is giving that consent, asking for consent, and then realizing that whatever the answer is, that is that person taking care of their needs in the moment. And this bigger issue, I don't know if it's obvious or not, was about consent sexually. I mean, the whole weekend was about sexuality, sensuality, and of course, when it comes to sex, <clears throat> the whole consent thing is a whole big issue right now. Not maybe as big as it was a couple years ago. Of course, I admittedly don't watch the news very frequently, if at all anymore. But it is a big deal. And most of us have at least at one point in our lives been in a situation where we did concede to something or something happened sexually that maybe we didn't feel so good about. Maybe it was not welcome. And I'm not going to go into details, but that has happened to me. And I'm a little ashamed to say more recently than you might think. And there are times where I get very angry about it still, which comes back to practice and practicing, releasing and letting go and looking at how this may have been in a very odd way positive. <laughs> but looking back at the most recent and all of the incidents, I did not give my consent. And in most of those cases, I also was not asked whether or not I was consenting. 
I brought it up in a few of them and said no. And I was cajoled or encouraged or, you know, it didn't stop with no. No means no. Cliche, I know. I, K-N-O-W, not N-O. <laughs> and we still don't listen. I, I see this frequently. I'm, I used to be far more than I am now rigid about what I eat and drink and still am very particular. Uh, however, I'm a little more open and it's more comfortable, but I also know that it, many times in my life I have avoided a lot of situations because I did not want the constant eat. Why won't you eat? Why won't you just eat? Just have one. You're no fun because you don't eat. I don't like being out with you because you just won't eat. Why do we have to go to the restaurant that you want to go to because you have to eat what you want to eat? Okay, well then just say no, you don't want to go to the restaurant. By the time we get there, it's pretty much too late. Or maybe we go have coffee. Well, I don't want to have coffee. I want to eat. Okay, well, they have coffee at the restaurant. So how about if I have coffee? Well, I feel weird not eating in front of you. I got it, but that's your issue, not my issue. And I want to spend time with you. And a lot of times we miss the point of the activity if we get so caught up in the, why won't you do what I want? I'm getting a little off track, as I often do. And I do need to wrap this up. But... Just think about consent. Think about how you ask for permission. Think about how other people ask you. And do you really want to do what you're doing? Do you have an opinion about it? Or is it something that, you know, probably I'm, I'm not okay with this? I think if we all at least take a look at that, we can see how much it impacts our world, our decisions. And if we all hold each other accountable to consent, I think we're going to find our world would evolve and expand but it's difficult and I get it. And there's a lot around that socially, culturally, obligations, expectations. But if we don't start having the conversation about a lot of these things, no changes will occur. And don't be offended if someone says no. And that I'm guilty. We're all guilty. It's time for us to just understand we all need to take care of ourselves. So on that note, I hope you all have a lovely day to get a little fired up about a few things. I'm running close to my 20-minute time period. But I look forward to our next podcast. And I want to thank you all for listening. And please pass it on if anybody might benefit, even if you don't know them. And, you know, again, I'm available on Dr. On Demand. I'm working toward being available for Body Talk soon. Bring a lot of knowledge, a lot of wisdom. If you have questions, let me know. And I will catch you next time. Bye.